You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kasherwitz, and this is our latest look at the Washington Nationals. I'm joined by Jamal Collier, and we're heading into the year 2017. And, Jamal, for my money, it might be the biggest, you know, clearest hole in the game among contending teams is the Washington Nationals' ninth-inning situation. Um, they struck out on the three principal figures in free agency, Kenley Jansen, Aralvis Chapman, uh, and Mark Melanson. Um, so now what, basically? What happens next? Yeah, they're kind of going to have to get creative a little bit here. And I don't know, um, they're still trying to search internally to say, is, do we have the answer in-house? You know, can we move a guy like Sean Kelly or, or Blake Trinan and, and uh, Coda Glover, some of the young guys they have that they really like a lot, that show promise and they've got the stuff and the makeup. Uh, but it's, it's a lot to ask on a team who is kind of in win-now mode and, and has uh, you know, high aspirations to come in a season with a guy who's, who's never you know, closed before. Um, and they're trying to decide whether or not that's something they feel that they're comfortable with. Uh, if you do feel pretty good about one of those guys, potentially what you could do is, is beef up your seventh, eighth, and, and set-up men guys and, and maybe make some, some trades or sign some guys in that respect because there's not a, a very clear option uh, any more free agent-wise for as far as your closer go. They've had to probably work out some kind of trade. They've had interest in guys like David Robertson, uh, Alec Colomay, um, yeah. and, and, and just some of those names you've kind of seen floated out there. But basically there's been a free agent reliever that could potentially move the Nats have pretty much checked in on him and see, all right, would he potentially fit uh, with this group? But, yeah, it's uh, you know still late in the offseason and kind of the game of musical chairs, and the Nats right now are kind of left without a, a match. Yeah, it's uh, obviously it's become an explosive market. Um, yeah, and, and we saw coming off the postseason we had where where you know relievers were were such a big storyline in the postseason, which was of course happened before. But I think everything's kind of been uh, uh, to the extreme uh, when it comes to relief side, and the Nationals dealt with that this season. Uh, the difficulty of piecing together in the ninth uh, until yeah. they traded for Melanson, so they certainly don't want to be caught. Uh, in that same situation they had in the first half. So it's going to be fascinating to see uh, what Mike Rizzo pulls off there. Um, the other thing we know is sometimes maybe they don't totally fall out of trees, but sometimes closers are born out of uh, unusual situations or um, a, a guy who's never performed that role before all of a sudden is thrust yeah. in it and performs well. So we'll see. Um, yeah, but, I mean, that, that, just really quick on that, I mean, my yeah. thinking has always kind of been is, man, that there's always – to what, 10 relievers that were kind of looking at each other halfway through the season and said, who, wait, who is this guy? He's having a really good year. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's just always somebody on a contending team that is trading closer somewhere midseason. So, you know, it's, it's something that I think that, and they got to it, they got through the first half of last season with Papelbon, who had his struggles and had his, his kind of worries with you. So if you can kind of get through it a little bit, usually there's somebody that can emerge um, that become either on the market or possibly in health. Yeah, it's funny you say that because you mentioned Alex Colomay as as you know potential big trade candidate for the ninth inning, and a year ago at this time, uh, he was known as who you know, and, and yeah, he had exactly. a 3.94 ERA and a 1.3 WHIP. So I, I don't think he was exactly uh, you know prescribed as a guy who's going to finish with 37 saves in 2016. So it's always an interesting market. Uh, obviously, the, the the key obvious names uh, came off the board at significant sums, but. Uh, we'll see what the future holds in that particular market. You know, another thing, Jamal, that's kind of been floated out there is uh, kind of the opposite thing, where he wasn't a highly prized hot commodity in free agency it was Matt Wieters, and he's still lingering out there in free agency. And the Nationals are being tied to Matt Wieters, which is 
of course, interesting given that they just traded for Derek Norris. So, right. uh, and I don't know the, the, the idea of them signing weeders and then flipping Norris while possible is also, you know, pretty complicated. Um, yeah. A little odd. interesting to say the least. Yeah. A little odd to say the least. So uh, what are your thoughts on the weeders situation? I think, you know, initially coming into the offseason, they had some interest in Weeders. And when you think about trying to replace the production that wasn't Ramos left, uh, Weeders could, could is much easier, much closer to that number. Uh, he'll probably get you, if not, you know, somewhere similar um, compared to yeah. Norris. So really what they wouldn't expect Norris to kind of put up his exact numbers with maybe a combo between him and, and Trey Turner's now a full season um, and having some Anthony Rendon in there as well. But, um, you know, with a guy like Weeders, he, he, like you said, he has that offensive the, the power uh, that you lost with Ramos. Um, and I think the fact is, like we alluded to, coming into the year, they said, okay, potentially, or to the offseason, um, you know, they were prepared to give some money to a closer. And that didn't work out. And now they're kind of, I don't want to say, it's not like you have leftover money necessarily or extra money, but you're kind of saying, well, okay, potentially we have this XYZ potentially that we thought would be locked up. And maybe we, we can shift here and look and see, use these funds somewhere else. Uh, you really didn't give up a whole lot to get Norris, so you know, giving him and potentially getting something else uh, could work. So I think that's a little bit maybe what the thinking is here, and that if, if Weeders is out there still in somewhere in January, and he's kind of a valuable piece that you think it could bring in, uh, especially if it comes at a discount, if, if he really doesn't have a, a much of a market for him, you know, perhaps they would go for that. Um, but like I said, it's a so a little bit weird, a little bit odd to see exactly how all those pieces would fit and how you know quickly could they flip Norris? What's exactly the market for Norris? It's not like Weeders yeah. can't even find a job. Um, so it, it's something to, to keep an eye on, and I don't think they've necessarily ruled it out, but they do like Norris. They do think uh, he's going to be a really good bounce-back candidate for this season. He can't be any worse than he was last year, at least offensively, uh, and, he, and he's been a solid player defensively. So uh, I think they'd be comfortable if they have to start the year with Norris, but uh, kind of just keeping their options open a little bit. What else is on the shopping list for the Nats here as we go into the new year? Obviously, they just traded uh, Danny Espinosa to the Angels, so you could probably see the need for some infield bench help, I, I would imagine. Um, anything else on the horizon? Yeah, you, like you, filling out their bench is going to be something. Um, you know, when you lose a guy, Espinosa would have been perfect in that kind of utility role, but he was a guy who felt like he was a starter. Uh, Steven yeah. Drew is a guy who was really vital to their bench last season, and they like him a lot. Um, but, you know, he potentially could find somewhere to, to sign and maybe even get a chance to start, at least compete for a starting spot. So they're going to fill out their bench, uh, probably with another infielder, maybe with an, a, uh, uh, some kind of guy, somebody else can play the outfield, but they do have Michael Taylor and uh, Brian Goodwin as well on their, on their team. So you would think that, you know, they may be good on that. Um, I think kind of just some depth things as well, just when they did make the trade for Eaton, give up a lot of, uh, with Giolito and Lopez, you don't have really any kind of insurance in case one of your starters goes down. So, you know, potentially if they make more trades, like for Norris, uh, it could be for a backup starter uh, or for somebody that's necessarily just kind of help fill out your organizational depth, um, you know, and, and a guy who could start if injuries happened in 2017. So uh, I, w- I would look for maybe smaller moves once they figure out exactly what they want to do with the closer role. All right. There's the latest word from Jamal Collier as we go into 2017 and the Nats look to defend their NL East title. 
want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Washington Nationals Edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.